Thank you for picking up the sticks. This is episode 89 of Sticks Gaming Podcast. I am Mike Kernet. To my right, Mike Snake Carnia. What's going on? To my left, Art, level 89, Gunzerker Rosian. Not quite. Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. Well, I think accumulative. You've probably gotten to eighty-nine. Ah, uh, way over. Yeah. yeah. What is there even like a level cap on Borderlands, or how does it even work? You so to get the platinum, the highest level you have to get is fifty. So it's usually around when I start. Past that, but yeah, yeah. I'm, if you add all the, all the games <laughs> up together, I'm probably about one sixty-five. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, Art's been playing a lot of Borderlands three, and I think he's gonna have some. Some some talky talky about it later. Just a little. <laughs> I got a little talk. My life. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, once every what? When did last one come out? Seventy or six years ago? I don't know, but when the last one came out, like I wasn't on it at launch. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh okay. I bought it at launch, and then just never played it. Mm. And sold it and bought it again, and then played it, and then bought it again to get all the DLC. And then got it for free at some point. Yes. Yeah, they say it all pans out. Eventually, you'll get the game again. Let's for think free. about two or the prequel. Two. Two. Okay. <laughs> the prequel I only bought once. Okay. Well, twice if you count the hands of collection. It counts. Anyway, yeah, we got a lot to go. Three times if you count PlayStation Plus. <laughs> <laughs> or if you that count one. Xbox uh, Game Pass. <laughs> Those ones we won't count. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a lot going on here today. But so, uh, Steak, what you playing? Um, only a couple of things. Um, I'm not ready to talk about uh, Astral Chain yet. Um that's just there's so much going on with that game and i just i want to get more in depth with it um but uh final fantasy 8 remastered ah yes it's just sucking my life away again um i am officially on disc i am on disc 2 uh for those of you that played it on ps on uh, ps1 oh, okay. how does that work how is that like <laughs> what does it have multiple cartridges? I, What's going yeah, on here? Yeah, no, I just I rem, I know where the I remember yeah, where the disc yeah. switch so was. Does the game just like continue? <laughs> it just keeps yeah. going. Okay, if, like, yeah, because before there used to be a screen that popped up. Yeah, right. Hey, insert disc one. Right, right. Disc, the the Final Fantasy Seven remastered the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It just it just keeps going. I but you. you know exactly you, if you put them before, you know where the those discs are. It so sh- I it shouldn't give you like a sound of like a lid opening and closing. Some <laughs> something that'd be cool. Because, like those, or or just like a quick like. Like, please insert just two, and yeah. then just fades away right away or something. That'd be kind of neat. Still have the screen in there. Um, so yeah, so I'm about uh, just a little over 15 hours into it, but due to some RNG that I was working on, it's probably closer to like 18, 19, um, because I am like right now I am super overpowered. Ah. Um, it, that game it is so easy to get overpowered, and now that you have the three times speed. And you can draw a lot faster. It's not as tedious to overpower this early in the game. So it's actually kind of worth it. Nice. Um, and then you get like, because I already, before the end of disc one, I had all the level three spells pretty much for like all the fire, blizzard and all that. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's up there. Normally you're not supposed to get that. So like probably like, probably like closer to the end of disc two. <laughs> um, so I'm loving it. I, I forgot how much this game's great. I, I, I really like Final Fantasy VIII a lot. It, it gets a lot of crap, but. Um, I think again, like I said, that with the enhancements of the three times speed, I think that kind of helps. With yeah. A lot of that. Uh, then the other game I've been playing uh, is Gears Five. <gasps> Me too. So I am on chapter two of Act Two. Got you. Okay, you are ahead of me. Okay, Go I ahead. just like just got there, so um, it's good. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very good. It has a lot of issues. Well, opening weekend it had a lot okay, of issues. Yeah, I didn't, Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I didn't jump into it later because I mean, this last two weeks I've played next to nothing. So this is n- most of my what I'm playing is this as well. Yeah, but um, 
yeah, like I, did, I missed all of that, and I don't know if jumping in later has been beneficial because I literally, I, but I've also only probably played for about two and a half hours at okay. this point, so yeah. I'm still like, I'm near the end of Act 1, Yep. Um, but I really haven't had any issues yet, but I've been reading a lot about them. Yeah, I, like, the whole, so I collected all the collectibles in Chapter 1, and then I moved on to chapter two and it said, I still had like 0%. Mm-hmm. They were not there. <laughs> and then the next, so I was like, okay, well this kind of sucks. And then the next day I, um, I loaded it back. I loaded it up back up because I was at the beginning of chapter two. Yeah. I collected a couple of collectibles and it started recognizing those, but the ones from chapter one were still not there. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Don't tell me I have to go through and redo this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if, eventually, if, yeah. the next time I went back in, they were there. If that, game, if, thank God. If that <laughs> game was broken and control is broken for me, I would have been broken. Like I would have been fully broken on my 2019, <laughs> like games I'm looking forward to most. Oh, sure. Yep. <laughs> but, um, just get a 2020. This yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> so bad. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't think I've gotten enough into it yet to say like any real opinion on it. I, I, I mean, as it stands right now, it feels like Gears, which is yep. great, yep. and that's fine. Yep. The active reload is still one of the most satisfying mechanics Absolutely. in video games. Absolutely. Um, I know I'm not playing on an X. I know you are. But, I mean, on the regular Xbox One, it is looking pretty. So, I can't imagine on the X. Incredible. Yeah. The 4K is gorgeous. It runs at a smooth 60 frames. It's in, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we're getting – we're pretty much – well, right at the next gen, like this is pretty close to like yeah. what this is. This is Scarlet without like the extra added details, like RTX and ray tracing and that kind of stuff. Like, and, and not only that too. Like, I'm also experienced. Like the the sound design is really good in this too. Oh, I, I don't have I don't really have a really nice set of headphones for my Xbox, but I've been playing with my earbuds that came with my phone. That are really, those those are really nice. Do you and, have the uh, Dolby up at most? No, I don't. It's fifteen bucks. Totally does it work on it. the regular one? Or does it work? I thought it, it worked no, about- it works for all headphones. It mm. works with any headphones. You but does it work it, with it, the it Xbox One? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it's a software thing. That okay. It goes to, it's the it's the it's for it's just the audio. Okay. And then it goes through your headphones and it simulates Dolby Atmos. Okay. And the way I don't know how it does it. I don't know how the technology <laughs> the works. Black magic fuckery. This all is. It's incredible, and it totally changes everything. <laughs> I've spent worse fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't. Why not? Um, but yeah. yeah, but it's just like, I know I get the earbuds in, like I said, and it's just like, it, it really does, especially when you get started, things are getting frantic and there are a lot of people on the screen oh, and yeah. you have other, you know, you have your, your companion characters mm-hmm. as well. Like there's so much happening and you can really tell like the surrounding in terms of like where your friendlies are and where the enemies are. Yep. Um, so yeah, man, I'm, I'm digging it, but again, I'm pretty on the superficial level of this as well. See, and I feel that even with being a little further than you, I still feel this. I mean, I feel definitely feel the same way about that. I mean, um, I, I did get to the part where you get the, um, like, cause I know later on in the game, there's a kind of, it's kind of opened up a bit for yeah. the first time ever in the gears. And I got the vehicle you're going oh, cool. to do with it. Like right now the vehicle, it was like a linear path for the first time. Yeah, I got it. Um, so it's like, okay, it was cool to get that in it. Like at first it seemed like it was going to be kind of a little complicated, but it's actually like super easy to use, which was nice. Um, but, um, but no, I'm looking forward to diving back more into it. Like I said, this is my first gear since gears two. Oh man. Um, so I was grateful for that gears Four uh, recap at the beginning of the game, which was yeah. awesome. That was nice. <laughs> I needed it too. You know, I was, I, you know, I, I talk about how much I like gears, but like, asked me to like really put like a recap on on the important pieces and things like that tell me the story tell me the main coal train yeah (laughs) giant bug things come from the earth and then you we beat them but then another bad guy is taking over the bad guys another really bad guys yeah sounds like borderlands so and that's kind of i mean it sounds like every video yeah yeah, really so like 
I mean, we, that portion of it. That's not, I mean, that's never why I'm really there either. I mean, they, they do got some good lore and yeah. like in, but like, that's not really there for like the the world building. It's just like the environments are always good, but not like I don't know. And when you when you when you get a headshot, that sound is still so satisfying. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, splatter. Yeah, they're, they're talking about the sound. Yeah, for sure. And like, and it's like it's because really, it has like it has that sound. It has that really guy like that snap and squish. Yeah. And then oh, yeah. and then you're like when you're because when you when you hit a guy like the reticle, there's the X on it. But when you do the headshot, it's a red X, and it's like okay. it's like just satisfying to all the senses when right. you when you get that headshot. In um, the end of Act One, I was like. That's right. This is why I like Gears. <laughs> like something awesome happens at the end of the Act Act One. I'm just like, yeah, this is what Gears is all they're, about. I love this. I forgot. I actually do really enjoy. Gears. Yeah, they're big. <laughs> I mean, they're always big games. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gear, Gears Three is a spot for me too, just because. I mean, there's it's, it's in the pantheon of very few games that made me cry. Um, when was his face out? He said he know his name, <laughs> but um, Marcus? no. Marcus is alive. Yeah. He has a beard now, and he's awesome. He is awesome. <laughs> he's amazing. Yeah, very, very cool. Anyway. I thought uh, he died at the end of four. Mm-mm. No, just disappeared or something? No, he was, he was fine. He, he, he basically disappeared at the end of three. Yeah. Because four, he was out in the, kind of like out in the wilderness, and you play his, fun, his son, JD. Yeah. You play JD they for a little bit in this him, one, they too. They find him in four. They, yeah. Like, that's part. That's like part of the game is finding I thought, like, him. The, the whole, like preview for five was the woman leading the group and marcus is out of the picture she is because at the end of four her mom her, so her mom it's free on a five-year-old game yeah, exactly. <laughs> so at the, at the end of four uh cat kate oh, get that messed kate, up. Kate. kate's mom um was being taken in by the basically by the bad guys and as like a host for whatever they were doing long story short is Gave her like a medallion at the end of it, so that medallion is going to do something with this world, but we don't know what it is yet. Yeah. So that's why she. Uh, so mom passed on. It's like he's gone. She's just the Kate. main character now. See, I'm she, I'm still playing as JD right now. So I haven't got there yet. That's how early yeah, on in no, the game I am. Yeah, no, not until chapter two. Yeah, so I haven't even got there yet. Table. Yeah, and and then that kind of gets a little explained. You get you get a little bit more into that, but no, for right now, for in the first one, yet yeah, you're JD and and Phoenix is there. He's where with you pretty yeah. much the whole way. So it, it really feels like the, it's like the group from four. Yeah, like they're back right, together. Exactly. So this is just a continuation from that's why i was so happy they did the recap just kind of like okay good now i don't feel i won't be com- like i'm still a little lost but not completely like at least i feel yeah. shoot, shoot the bad guys upgrade your bot yeah oh fine. yeah exactly <laughs> I, like, I like that bot too by the oh, way jack's awesome jack, he does, jack does a lot of stuff so like that in between like stunning people and the flash and oh, uh, yeah. reviving and oh dude there's there's more abilities and, oh yeah uh, and they're i oh, bet god the, the, the most recent one i got is so helpful <laughs> so it's it's really nice yeah oh you playing right Bert, which plane um Borderlands and all flavors. <laughs> I platinum Borderlands one. Okay, How, is that the first time you platinum it? One, yes. Okay, I beat pre sequel. Hey, did, did not platinum it, and then Borderlands three. There it is. Oh, we'll talk more about that later, though. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, talking I, about I, the only reason I beat pre sequel is I was like one mission away from. The oh, end. sure, understandable. Like I, I didn't plan on going back to it like before three came out. Yeah, but it was like. I, you know, we finished platinuming one, and then Andy was like, "Load up pre sequel. Let's just finish it." <laughs> he, he had beaten it in platinum already, so he yeah. was way over level. So he basically dragged me through it. <laughs> nice, nice. So, um, I've been playing a couple things outside of Gears. Uh, just a ungodly amount of Madden. I don't know why. Maybe because football season started, but like, or, or because Control has just burned me. And I'll get into that in a minute. I was asking about that. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to that. I could have, I have a plan for that. Very yeah. sad plan. Yikes. Yeah. So, um. I have I the uh, Washington Redskins are now the 
uh, Austin Desperados. <laughs> Unfortunately, I gave them a Super Bowl before they left. Uh, I am playing at the higher difficulty. I only lost two games. You did or didn't? I, I did boost up to the higher difficulty. I only lost two games. Did you play with the team you were given? Yeah. Jesus. I did, however, trade for Saquon Barkley. Well, that's not playing with the team you're given. <laughs> so that was uh, helpful. I, no, I, I'm trying to figure out how you won a Super Bowl with a shitty quarterback and 90-year-old Adrian Peterson. Well, I traded that. I traded for Saquon Barkley. I traded that quarterback, <laughs> and I traded uh, Kerrigan and, like, a sixth-round pick. And like I put just put those two guys on there, and it's just like ah, oh, the Giants are interested to see if they'll take Barkley or like get Barkley. <laughs> it was like it was like that far from Detroit being oh, accepted. Man. Like oh, he wants a six round pick, whatever, go for it. That's crazy. Yeah, well, so the, the Giants are stupid. So. <laughs> in the franchise mode, I was doing, I traded James White for a first round pick. So I've had uh, no trade lo- logic is broken in my game. in my two seasons. I've had no less than three uh, first round picks, and all my I don't have many other picks, but that's all you really need. Um, <laughs> One's all you need. Three's all you need. So, yeah. So, that's all good. Um, so, Control. I booted up my PlayStation, saw Control's updating. I'm like, yes. Here we go. Got to where I was. Nope. Same problem. Oh. Rebooted, the, rebooted the mission again. I was like, okay. I started rebooting the mission. Maybe it's because I was already too far into it or whatever. Reboot the mission. I just run to that. There's a couple. There's a couple, like mid-range boss battles you got to go through but they're really not all that hard sure so i just mow i mow through all the areas mow through all these people mow through all the story get that thing same thing so here's what i'm going to do i am deleting my save oh deleting all the saves is i downloaded the deluxe version of it on top of all this stuff so i have a no a 70 dollar game that doesn't work right now i'm waiting for all the dlc to be done and uploaded and ready to rock and roll and then i'll jump back into it so, i don't i i did a plan out there i don't think it's done by the end of this year no i think but i think it's pretty early next year yeah it's done. so but if by then if i get to that same part and it does it again i don't know what i'm going to do but, yeah, but it, it's a shame because just, I, you'll chalk it up as lost money it, i mean what else what, what, what can i do i mean, yeah, I mean for, you'll be months removed from the purchase I mean, at this point you're already too far removed from the purchase yeah, right. to get anything out of it <sighs> that sucks that yeah. really sucks. So I'm super bummed about that. So I'm going to give it some. I'm, it's a game I, I you know, again, it, it wouldn't be so bad. If like, yeah, oh, this is only okay. I'll jump out. But, like, I was super enjoying it. Sure. So, like, whatever. It is what it is. <sighs> Last but not least, I've been playing lots and lots of Tetris 99. Because <laughs> it's so good. That's all I got. Okay. Waiting for Zelda on Friday. Speaking of. Oh, yes. Steak. It's coming out in the next couple weeks. <laughs> All right, on uh, September nineteenth, the uh, Sega Genesis Mini is coming out. Yeah, so uh, yeah, 42, 42 games, two games never released before. Tetris and um, which I hear is garbage <laughs> on there, and Darius, which I hear is excellent on mm. there. So, um, so I'm looking forward to the modding community getting their hands on that, and we getting us getting everything on there. But there's a that's a great. The forty games are a great lineup mm-hmm. for it. On uh, September twentieth. The Legend of Zelda: <laughs> Link's Awakening for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, uh, super pumped to play this through this again. Uh, sounds like the uh, the, the uh, dungeon creator is not great. Meh. I don't even care about but that. I don't care. I, I, I never, I, I, I never played that because I never had a Game Boy. So oh, like this is I, this I is did, a so whole. I can't wait to see through it again. <laughs> I mean, this is the Zelda I love. So like you know, I I, I spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about Breath of the Wild and my thoughts about it. So this is like the first Zelda game I've been wanting to play for a long time. 
So well, very yeah, happy about that. And I hope it does well. Like, I mean, obviously, it's oh, it's going, going to do well. Obviously, it's going to sell well. But I mean, I hope it like reviews well and like yeah. people are actually really enjoying everything. Because if this goes well, I would love for them to give the same thing to Ages and Seasons because mm. those two games were amazing as well. Uh, also on September 20th, Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch, uh, for coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's also coming out for uh, a remastered version is coming out for PS4 and PC, which adds 4K or uh, 1440p at 60 frames. Uh, September 24th, Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 are coming out for the Nintendo Switch, PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, also on September 24th, uh, Icewind Dale and Plants, Planescape Torment. For Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. So they're bringing back the old-ass you know, uh, Dungeons & Dragons, oh. asymmetric I, like, I have no idea what the hell that even is. old PC games are oh. coming, mm. that they're re-releasing for consoles and everything. So the problem, so Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 is together with yeah. all the DLC, and uh, not DLC, but expansions, as yeah, they yeah. used to call them. Um, and then Icewind Dale and Planescape Torment in their expansions together in different packages. They're 50 bucks a piece, though. Which, I mean, you're getting a lot of stuff, but... They're really, really old games. <laughs> yeah, but you're getting the enhanced editions too that they released a couple a few years ago on mobile. And that niche crowd will buy that. Oh, for that amount, they will. absolutely. I, I personally, I, I, I would, I would love to get both of the, all of that. Um, I'll definitely be waiting for a sale on that though. Um, also on September 24th. Oh, speaking of which, I forgot. I did play this demo. Uh, Contra. Rogue Corpse for PC, Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. You did? Yeah, there's a, there's a demo on Switch. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? Oh. <laughs> oh. Ah. It's bad. Day one? It looks Day one purchase? It looks terrible. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it looks so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. It looks terrible. Um, And it, it's a twin-stick shooter. How do... Well, is it, like, over the shoulder, though? Or is it's, it up top? No, it's more up top. Okay. Um, over the it's, so yeah, so twin six shooter. Um, your weapons can overheat. Oh, awesome! That whole ordeal. Do they degrade as well? Like, let's. Uh, what else <sighs> they got? It's just just, just give it all the uh, Jesus, all the favorite uh, traits. <laughs> uh, this is not what we want, Konami. Right, carry on. What's next? Uh, also on September twenty fourth, uh, the Surge two for PC, PS four, and Xbox One. Uh, September twenty sixth. Darksiders 2 Definitive Edition is coming out for the Nintendo Switch. So bad. On uh, September 27th, Code Vein is coming out, finally, yeah, for PC, been, PS4, and Xbox One. It's been like, kicking around for a long time. A long time, yeah. That keeps getting delayed. and Yeah, because I think it was supposed to be out in February, I think. Yeah. Early, so, review, early reviews look good, though. Yeah. Yeah, I heard a lot of good things. People were playing demos, and they were really enjoying it. Uh, also on September 27th, Dragon Quest Eleven for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, oh, and they also announced for on uh, September 27th as well, Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3 mm-hmm. will also be available on Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch, which is awesome, but the pricing's really weird on those. I feel like they always are and now. Like this kind of, I, know. I don't know if that's like the new standard of like retro games coming yeah. out on the Switch. Yeah, because it's 5 bucks for 1, 6 for 2, and 12 for 3. It's really a really odd. Like I, it's like fine. Like I, the one that throws me off the most is three being twelve fifty. Like ten bucks at the most. That should have been yeah. because of how old it is and everything. It's the mobile. You didn't have to do much to it. It's the mobile port basically. Um. Also on September twenty seventh, FIFA twenty for PC, Nintendo Switch, PS four, and Xbox One. Uh. So on September twenty seventh, Ori in the Blind Forest for the Nintendo Switch. And on October first, Destiny two Shadow Keep. For PC, PS4, Xbox One, and they did list Stadia. Good for them. Yeah. I don't know. Um, 
I just wanted to come. I, I don't know. Are we, are we uh, transferring to Stadia talk here? Because like I still like I want to believe. I wanted to come out and I want to, but it's like I, every single day, like I'm scroll, scroll on Twitter and I see Stadia like someone who, you know, became a founder of it. So mm-hmm. they have a lot of people that are are buying oh, this thing. Absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely. It's just I, I'm curious to see how long people stick with it, though. That's that's, that's really the key. I think it's just more everyone's curious and wants to know if it's gonna work. And I mean, there's always like the the early adopters. Oh sure, and absolutely. Things like that too. Absolutely. But you know, I don't. I, we'll who, see. Who's gonna stay along, the consumer or Google? No. Anyway, what do you have? The Xbox Game Pass games and stuff, or what? Uh, they were teasing, but unfortunately, they did not uh, release anything yet. Because uh, they did, they did release some games. I couldn't remember if we talked about it last time, like the Metal Gear Solid two and three collection. I believe we did and stuff. I think we, I thought we did, yeah. So that's why I didn't put anything. But yeah, they were teasing that something was coming, and before this recording, not, they didn't say, didn't say anything. So, so no, no yep. new news on that front, then, right? Nope. Extra, extra. Well, there's one you forgot in there. Extra, extra. What's that? On the 27th, Doug Flutie's Maximum Football is coming out. Whoa. Hold on a second. What? Whoa. I'm sorry. For, I'm for just, what, PC? I'm sorry I yelled for you. Hey, no, no. What? Well, I think it's PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. Really? It's a college football game. Unlicensed. How, how have I not seen anything about this? I have it's, not it, seen it's, it's, some, it's some company from Canada. If you look at the graphics, it looks Doug Flutie, like, an, like an older Madden. Okay. It doesn't look terrible. That's okay. Can you recruit? Yes. <gasps> what is going on? Search, 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 search. What is it called? Maximum Football? Doug Flutie's Maximum Football 2019. What is going on? It's a tentative release. What day. universe? They've announced it. Oh, confirmed they it on Twitter. Yeah. Okay, okay. What universe? They've confirmed it on Twitter. They've been certified by Xbox and uh, PlayStation. Uh, Nintendo denied them certification. It oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. I will totally buy this. That looks I don't like it's 30 fine. bucks. That looks so cheap. It looks like the... Saskatchewan. It looks like an old Madden game. It does. It totally does, yeah. But you know what? If it plays halfway decent and you can do recruiting and stuff, hey, I'll give it a shot for 30 get, bucks. Yeah, I was going to say the gameplay. I'll Holy give it a shit. I'll give it a shot just to be like, hey, EA, look how much money you're missing yeah, out yeah, on, yeah, on, yeah. on by this thing. thing. And if it is, I think I, reading up on it, like a bunch of the stuff is editable. So you like edit teams and players oh. and stuff. The Operation Sports Forum will have that knocked out in a month. They'll have it down <laughs> to like actual college teams and players. If that. <laughs> Let me know how that goes and how to do that because I don't oh, know when that happens. You know, what? I'll hold off until that happens and then I'll buy it. <laughs> well, so I'm All not right, going to yeah. buy it right when it launches. I want to like I want to see like some gameplay sure. footage of it, yeah. like other than just like the small clips they've shown in that's, there. That's exciting, but it's something like I said. It's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, that they had a WrestleFest like thing coming out soon too, like yeah. a that spiritual looks successor. Awesome. Man, what a time yes, to be alive! I'm keeping a close eye on that game. Extra, extra. Get a close eye on buying a Russellfest cabinet for my house. Oh my god! If they ever put one of those cabinets, all those little cabinets. By the way, the, the, one, the arcade one ups. Yeah. Yeah. So the arcade one ups. <laughs> they they just started putting pre orders in for a four player Ninja Turtle game. But it's still tiny, so it doesn't know. Like, uh, we, yeah, we, yeah, yeah imagine, it was like uh, imagine us all crammed in there. All right, guys. Yeah, yeah, just like playing. Like, <laughs> am I doing good? <laughs> it's gonna be a violent game of me throwing <laughs> Put your ribs out of my way. <laughs> All right, so extra, extra time for the news. Extra, extra. Uh, I had two things. Two things. Um, so there's stories going around that E3 could be very different next year. Um, basically, how they're they're wanting E3 is wanting to steer more into being a even more consumer focused event. Um, and I guess that part of it is they're getting some pushback from everyone in the industry. This used to be a trade show. Yeah. So the Publishers who are there and the media, like none of them, like how this is changing because it's interrupting the flow of everything they're used to. So, yep. um, uh, 
some proposal went out from the ESA saying that they want next year to focus on being a fan media and influencer festival rather than a trade show. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not really, I think, hard details in here on what that means. Um, they're talking more like fan experiences and, right. and, they want to be and more things of a like that. Than what it used to be, exactly. Yeah. So they, they yeah. want to, and they had a. They're trying to fill Gamescom, right? And they're trying to fill a bunch of empty space that have been expanding over the last few years. Well, they've been I, expanding and people have been leaving. Exactly. Yeah. So I would assume, yeah, companies are leaving and they're letting more and more this like you know people in. So I would assume that even more people are going to be invited, not invited, but you know they're going to be more. Uh, Consumer passes are going to go out to this thing. So it's not really, like you said, it's not really going to be a trade show anymore. Like, I couldn't go to the HVAC trade show I, if I wanted to. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I think this might ruin E3. Because, like, that's what, like, because for me, like, that's, like, that's what, you, that's what you have, like, packs and stuff like that now. Where these developers, they still bring their games there for fans to check them out and right. stuff like that. So, like, so they're still bringing unreleased stuff. Like, yeah. that PAX West, like, Trials of Mana was there. for Square Enix brought that along. That's not coming out till April. But they yeah. brought a demo along for people to play and stuff. Right. You know, but, like, for E3 itself, I, I think that this, like, it, it kind of scares me that, that they are doing. Like, I'm kind of, surprisingly, I'm, at, I'm kind of a little bit more on the, I, I am on the media side of this. Because, like, I do, I did like what it, what it was. Like, and it, right. it's the excitement of E3, too. Yeah, and, I mean... This year was still fun. You know what sure. I mean? It still had a lot of really great it announcements. Different, but it was very different. Yeah. Um, I mean, Sony just not being there is kind of weird. And, yeah. like, so there's going to be, like, it sounds like there's going to be piecemealing things out as they go. Like, they just had the Last of Us 2 announcement that they're having an announcement at, at the end of this month. Right. That just came out. So, like, says, like oh, there was an announcement I missed? Yeah, <laughs> no. They're announcing that now they're going to be announcing something. Yeah. <laughs> and so when, when you're at work, there's a meeting before the meeting. Yeah, right. right. And then we and did the Death Stranding thing, too, where they had, like, the yeah. the, twi- like the the live stream for, like, enough views, and they finally released a demo and date and things like yep. that. So all this stuff felt like E three stuff that they just been like, well, let's just wait for, you know, four or five six months before we release these items and then right. do it that way. Yeah, it gives them all the spotlight. It's it does, but like if they're gonna do that, I wish they would, like at least do it in E three style. Like, hey, we have five games. We're gonna show them all eight p.m. Thursday night. Tune that, in. That's what I was gonna say. Like, I almost rather have them do like. Do their what, what they call it was a state of play. Yeah, I had them do a state of play like featuring the Last of Us Part Two, yeah. and then also but and, but they've had the first twenty minutes be just other stuff Whatever. coming Indies, out. Yeah. Uh, you right. Know, well, something basically Nintendo, VR stuff. Basically a Nintendo Direct. Right. Like, exactly. The, the Nintendo does it so well. Mm-hmm. Like especially like you know because like every once in a while we'll get one of these directs and it's like okay that was fine but like it seems like the E3 one obviously is a big one but now it seems like the September one like this is the second year in a row where it's it was huge. Yep. So, and I think, um, you know, they, I think, I mean, they're already, you know, taking the notes out of there uh, from doing what Nintendo's doing anyways. Right. Just copy it. Why stop now? Just keep doing it. Just, and do it better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like back to this, like I'm kind of with you. Like I kind of, I, I do miss the old E3. Yeah. I don't miss the old, like having to wait, you know, a month for a magazine to show up. Like, oh, sure. So like yeah. there's like that mix of like having the immediacy for it, like with the, you know, internet age of... Uh, of of doing this, but that aspect of it's shrunk too. Like, there's yeah. no, I mean, there's how many game magazines are there, and it's gonna be, it's sound like there's gonna be less anytime soon, or sometime sometime soon. So, like, I, I feel like there's no there's no benefit to them to to have this event to be like it used to be because they're not gonna be covered like they were the same way. And there's always it seems to be some like weird backlash from the community anyway for whatever E3 does. Right. right. So I mean, everyone. 
just wants a reason to be upset. Right. Yeah. That's also true. I don't know. If I'm gonna if E3 is changing, I am gonna miss the way it was for sure. Absolutely. What's well, I mean? It, it, I'm wondering like how much is it gonna change? Are there gonna be the big press conferences anymore? Because if not, then it's not E3. Not hundred percent. See, and that's and that's and that's what I'm that's what I'm afraid of. Is I mean, it, they it, they it, can call gonna, it E3. Yeah, they're not gonna the keynotes anymore. Yeah, it's gonna be disappointing. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like people are just gonna like just have not give out announcements throughout the year when they want to, as opposed to like this, the news blast, which is just so much fun. Right, and yeah. that's that's why all the hype was always around E3. Was you yep. had like all the biggest publishers and first parties there doing hour-long press conferences, announcing their next like two years worth of plans, right. showing you all these awesome videos. And it was just kind of like sensory overload. Mm-hmm. And it, but like if you know a video is going to come out on a Wednesday at five p.m. you know and, for one game, yeah, and randomly. I mean that's not. I, I get having like all the focus be on that one thing and everyone talking about that one thing as far as like games media, but I, it just doesn't feel the same. And then Capcom didn't have to spend millions of dollars to for the show floor space right. on top of everything else to put out that video. Like they can right. just put out the video right. and, and be done with it. I don't know. The economics of video games is getting crazier and crazier, I think, every single day. Yeah. No, I don't disagree. All right. Put the picture of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with the red string uh, going all over the place to the board. <laughs> That's video game economics. More or less. <laughs> uh, right, other, got? other news story was uh, a video leaked of the proposed new GameStop uh, store redesign. Um. I like to call it the uh, the mullet of video game stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the front was like where all the games were out on the shelves, and you know your normal you had a counter, you got there was like a couch and a TV. Which I get, are they gonna let people post up and play games? Are they gonna open games and do demos again? Like Ooh, Land. Um, and then in the back they had some CRT TVs with retro consoles and some tables looking like they're from table for table games. Um, so, you know, business in the front, party in the back. Love it. Snacks and drinks and stuff also for sale. So people hanging out. Yeah. And stuff, I, if they can. Interesting. If, if they can turn it into like a, you know, a social hub type yeah. of a thing, that yeah. might be one of those. But that, Which has always been. work. It's always kind of been without the, like, the activities. Like, you <laughs> without, know, a, without a place like, to sit. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because I mean, when I used to work there, I, God, I can't tell you the, the amount of people that used to just come and hang out. I bet. Like, and just talk with us, talk with each other, and just, you know, looking around, like, being in our store forever, you know. But, yeah, now imagine them actually, like, being able to hang out and, like, pay to play games and stuff, too. It's funny, because I just saw someone tweet out, and one of the, in the, I think, the Dallas Fort, Fort, Fort Worth Airport, they have a gaming section there now where you pay them for an X amount of time to play mm. and you sit in this giant comfy chair and there's a PlayStation on there that's just packed with games. Yeah. So you just go there, you pay by the hour and you go nuts. So it's kind of, that's kind of the same thing on a smaller scale because they're right. going to be back at the store. But my question, I, I thought the same thing, but like that obviously can't work for all their stores because some of those things well, are like, sh- you know, shoebox. Oh, right. Yeah. That's Yeah. The, the GameStop by me is like super small. If there was more than five people in there, everyone would be like elbow to elbow right. and not yeah. stuff off shelves. Um, my thought was, I like the idea. I mean, it, they got to change something, and if if that's what's going to be, so be it. But they're going to have to like rethink their location strategy because a lot of the game stops are in strip malls or right. shopping malls, and those are small locations. So yep. either you're you're talking about buying an adjacent location of those places and knocking down walls, which is expensive, mm-hmm. or moving out of those seemingly heavy traffic areas. And, and it's funny because I was in a, where was I? I don't know. We're down in one of my many travels, and I went to a GameStop because I think Beth went to something else. Anyway, 
it was huge. This place was huge. Yeah. And empty. Like, yeah. it was one of those things. It was like usually the opposite, like where GameStop is like small and cramped. You oh, can't yeah. get anywhere because they have so many displays in the middle. Like, this thing was just spacious and huge. And, like, and there was like nothing in it. Did you walk in there and like put your hand in the door, like, you guys open? Yeah, it was. It, it was wild and like it was just it was just the walls and then they had a couple yeah. of tables and that was it, it well it was... yesterday i went into the crestwood oh, GameStop. Yeah. i asked the guy uh are you guys one of the ones closing i don't know if you guys have been in there recently no. it's so empty and really there. they got rid of all the t-shirts all the collectibles i think that's like, like a GameStop well, movement in general that, that that's that's what the guy told me he's like this is kind of like where the direction they're starting to get the stuff like out anyways i was like okay but like but before, like that Crestwood one is so jam packed with stuff. Now you you know you, I feel like they go in Step Brothers where they're doing karate like after <laughs> so the much room for activities, so much room for activities. I mean, it was crazy. I was like, but when I first walked in, I was like, uh oh, yeah. Like, uh, um, well, plus the staff there has changed, and it's not. Well, that's the other too. thing I was gonna say. Like, outside of a few random experiences, my my experience with GameStop staff has not exactly been like warm and welcoming like we want you in our store it's mm -hmm. it's kind of been like you're moving people through the slaughterhouse oh you got you got this oh, you want to buy this this and this no okay here you go have a good day yeah, yeah. like on a rare occasion someone has tried to like engage me in conversation or even asked about like yeah hey what other sure. game what other games you playing hey right. like even suggesting other games yeah which is part right of their fucking job well also like you talk about we just talked about like turn this into like a social hub too like that's they're gonna have to kind of facilitate some of that into people who are working there so and like i i, I think it's pretty obvious what they're they're trying to mimic like the local comic book store feel where yeah. people come and look at comics and talk and play table games and stuff i think it's different so like those local comic book shops are not owned by a multinational chain Right. It's, you know, it's usually like one person starts it because they're passionate about comic books and collectibles. Maybe and games. have two or three and others. Yeah, and they, have a, it, they have a couple, the most. <laughs> a couple people that they're, you know, they trust and that they're close to who work there. And, and like, that's it. And yeah. so you know all your regulars that come right. in. And it's not, you know, okay, we're a multinational corporation. Hey, we have to get approval from corporate to run the Magic Tournament next week. Right. No, 100%. Yep, right. Can we, can we give out a gift card for a, for a top prize? Can we not? I, I don't know. Like, they have a lot of logistical hoops yeah. to jump through to like, get. We're part of the community. If I give them a stack of our business cards, whatever it is, would they be able to put them in bags? No, they wouldn't be able to do that. Right. Or go to a right. comic book store, they can do something like that because right. it's them making right. the decisions. Or you can just say, like, hey, can I just leave these on your counter? Exactly. Take them if they want? Or? Exactly. Right. So, yeah, I, I mean, there's, like you said, a, the, the little, man, they got a tough road to hoe here going forward, but I don't know. I'm rooting for them. I still like having a spot where I can go do that and Black Friday of shop and, you know, they have good clearance stuff all the time on collectibles and toys and oh like for that, sure all the I, time. I, yeah, and I mean I, I take full advantage to full full advantage of their trading deals when they have mm -hmm. them. So, like I, I part of me almost wishes they would try to like they would turn it to almost like a McDonald's franchising thing. Mm -hmm. Like every store has an independent owner, and maybe GameStop takes you know a cut of you know sure a cut of whatever you know revenue they make. But like hey, you got to do you this, have, but right. then you have freedom. Outside right. of these, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, like you have one, you have one person in that store who that you know, they're the owner, and I think that would probably help get it to be more of like the small community, like yeah. neighborhood shop type feel, than rather than the large multinational conglomerate that you know has a sterile feel that you feel now when you walk into a GameStop. No, for sure, they all look the same, they all feel the same, unless you know you walk in there and it's empty because the displays are all gone, <laughs> or they've sold all their uh, clothing. <laughs> All right. All right. It is now time to talk Borderlands 3 with our resident Borderland nut art. But before we get into that, I saw a thing on Twitter. Yeah. 
and I shot it your way before the game came out. Just want to get your thoughts on it because you have some th- strong thoughts about um, this exact type of thing. Yeah. So it was Randy Pitchford, right? No, I guess no, it wasn't. No, no. It was. It was. So it was, Gi- it was something that popped up on Reset Era. Okay. And Giant Bomb, right? Yeah. Basically said that they were denied preview copies of Borderlands Three because of their coverage of Borderlands Three at E3. So I, and I, so I posed to Art, what do you think? He's like, I don't know. I don't know what their, <laughs> the coverage of E3 was like. Right. Like, I, I'm pretty sure my response was, on the surface, my, my thought is the the publisher owes, owes media outlets nothing. Right. But I don't know enough of the context of this specific case to just right. be like, yeah, that's it. Um, so I dug some more into it. Um, that's still my... Okay, so... <laughs> so still fuck them. <laughs> So I went back, I found the podcast where they said this on, and first off, the Giant Bomb guys, it's not like they're throwing a hissy fit over it. Mm-hmm. I think it's like someone like mailed in a question, and they were like, yeah, we were you know, we were denied a review copy. We were told, uh, yeah. and uh, Jeff Gerson's like, paraphrasing, they told us uh, it was due to unfavorable uh, reception to their E3 demo mm-hmm. or something. Um I went back and I watched the E3 demo and it wasn't anything super, or not the demo, but the video they posted of the gameplay mm-hmm. and like just them talking over it. Yeah. It wasn't anything super inflammatory or insulting. It was, you know, they weren't super high on it. They, they're like, it's more of the same. It doesn't look like they changed anything. Um, to boot, I guess Jeff Gersman was not a fan of Borderlands 2 mm-hmm. and said that he just didn't like the writing at all in that game. And so he's not a fan of that there. Um, it's not like there was anything like... So a lot of people thought this was like Gearbox is doing because they're trying to uh, manipulate their Metacritic score or whatever. Um, Gearbox wasn't actually in charge of this. 2K is in charge of it, uh, giving out the codes. But uh, even past that, so more speculation was it's because of all the stuff around Randy Pitchford and um, him just being controversial, let's put it Mm -hmm. that way. Um, (laughs) But like to dispel that, Game Informer has been the one that's like broke the most news on him doing unsavory things. Yeah, right. Or, you know, acting, you know, ways people don't want to see. Um, and they got a review code. So that's clearly not it. Game Informer is the one that's been breaking all that news. And they were given a review copy and nobody said anything. Um, so, further thoughts. They were the only outlet that I could find that was told that they weren't getting a copy due to previous coverage everyone else was told it was a security concern um that's as much detail as was given out okay um some people are thinking that's tied to the epic game store okay um because the, the review copies they were giving were they were sending people a new epic game store account to go out and download a pre-final build to okay. play um but it was only like they only sent out they only gave it to 10 to 15 media outlets and the rest all went to like streamers, okay, influencers, right, right, right. right. Uh, so that goes back to the whole: Are they trying to influence their Metacritic score, score when the game releases? Um, and if they were, it, it, I mean, I think the Metacritic score is still around eighty-five, where it was on release day. Yeah, There's some of those yeah, people I gave is. early builds to. Yeah, it is. That, uh, <laughs> like shit all over the game in the review. So yeah. Yeah. their plan didn't work. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't foolproof. Uh so I, I mean I'm I'm still of the I mean think think about it this way. Like if we had something we were really 
here's the analogy I came up with earlier. You're in college. You're picking your classes. You have to take whatever, History 102. You can take it with the same teacher you had for History 101, who basically told you that your writing style sucked and your research methods sucked. Or you could wait a term and take it with a different teacher. Yeah, right. Are you going to are you gonna sign up for that teacher who already shit all, shit all over you last semester? Or are you going to wait and go to the one that, you know, there might be a chance with? Right. right. I mean, if, 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 I, if I'm pretty sure someone's going to shit all over my product, I'm not going to send it out there to die. Right. And uh, I, I still stand by my thing. Like, so, like, these guys didn't. But, like, I think Kotaku reported on this. Like, Kotaku in general, they act like they're entitled to review codes. Mm-hmm. If they don't get one, they throw a hissy fit. Oh, yeah. And, they're, you know, they start, and I don't know if I've ever seen a positive story reported on Kotaku. It's always negative stuff. But then they, they're like, oh, I don't, I don't know why Bethesda won't give us review copies. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know why Ubisoft won't give us review copies when we've leaked the last seven Assassin's yeah, right. Creed's. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it's, you know, yeah, journalism is, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, freedom of the press, which I'm not really sure. That applies to video game journalism. It's supposed to be, you know, press covering politics and world events. Um, but that that's like freedom of speech. Just because you have the freedom of speech doesn't mean you're not going to face repercussions for what you say. It just means the government's not going to arrest you because you said the president sucks. Yeah, right, right. Um, See, so yeah, that's what I thought. I, like, I think everyone, not everyone, but like a bunch of people who aren't Giant Bomb made a bigger deal out of this than that's it should have so, been. Yeah, exactly. The that's bomb, exactly that's what it was. The Giant yeah. Bomb guys were like, uh, they it. said no, and you know what? It comes out on Friday, and we'll buy it then and give you our thoughts then. Yeah, right. Yep. The other thing yeah. is, Giant Bomb hasn't done a formal review in like six months. Oh, they don't. I'll say they don't really. Yeah, they yeah. really don't do that anymore. It was just like I was more asking because like this whole lead up to this game coming out has just been a train wreck. Yeah. Between like all the Randy Pitchford stuff, him saying like, "Oh, there's no like microtransactions," but there are. Like, it was just like a lot of. It was like the last. Like, let's just one last thing. One last thing to, to throw out there right before this game comes out, and it seems like that didn't hinder it at all, though. I, I mean, yeah. Looking at from what I've experienced playing the game and like looking at review scores, I don't. I don't think any of it did anything. Right. It's just. It's. I'm, I'm curious to see the. Uh, the sales numbers when mm-hmm. they release, like for the first whatever month, or I was hoping to find something for the first weekend, but I, you know, it yeah. came out four days ago or whatever. Right. Let's talk about the game proper. Let's talk about the game. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> like my interviewer out there. So <laughs> let's see. I've remember that time it came out Friday, which was what four days ago. Yeah, I probably put about twenty hours into it. God, I, Jesus, I don't even got that much sleep. That so uh, yeah, neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I like it. Um. Contracts again, like reviews. Everyone has their own opinion. Some people are saying nothing's changed. I think visually it looks a lot better. Um, I think a big and I there's something else that dawned on me. So like I, looking at this, it looks a lot better. Like when I first dropped in the game, I'm like, it looks similar, but something's off. Mm. And I couldn't put my thumb on it. I think it might be this game's in Unreal Four. Ah, the, the Modern Warfare coming out is in Unreal Four. Yeah. yeah. Which looks much different, but if you've watched any, if you watched or played any of the beta this past weekend, gameplay looks pretty much the same. Yeah, as far at least as far as multiplayer goes. So I think you know we're seeing some of the effects of Unreal Four coming out coming in here, which is it's good. It, it, and you know, so looks good. The gunplay I think feels great. Like I I never play shotguns in first person shooter games. I picked up a shotgun. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure. I haven't stopped to like calculate what's going on in my brain why it feels so good i'm not sure if they've figured out a way to incorporate you know controller rumble that you know resonates with me or whatever but the gunplay feels really good to me um 
The story, I'm liking. Okay. You have an interesting perspective on this because yeah. you just played a bunch of other Borderlands yeah. games. <laughs> Let me lay my resume think, for you. Yeah. <laughs> I've platinum Borderlands 2. I've platinum Borderlands 1. I've beat the pre-sequel. I've platinum Tales from the Borderlands. So I'm all up to date on all this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what would be like the main things that are fresh in, in, in 3 as opposed to the previous installments? Uh, more so than the previous installments, the story is not afraid to fuck up what you know of the story so far. Okay. Um, without giving away too much detail. Um, they, they've been willing to do it in, pa- in, you know, in 2 and in the pre-sequel, but they do it even more so in this one. Uh, like I said, the gunplay feels better. Sorry. It's probably really loud. <laughs> no, the mic's on this side. I was doing it over here. Um, we'll find out later. Um, and the, I, the, some people are complaining, saying it's more Borderlands. I expected more, you know, progress. No, it's more Borderlands. It's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, I was gonna say like that. I, I wanted, yeah, a, I wanted right. a shinier new Borderlands with new weapons and locations and new enemies. And I mean, it still plays like a Borderlands game. Um, the the you, I guess it's the universe is much bigger because you're on one planet now. You are jumping between planets and... And you've jumped from planet to planet yes. already? Okay. Yeah, I'm on like fourth or fifth planet. Do you like... Fourth planet. Fourth planet is a spaceship. So do you have like... Your home base is a spaceship. Oh, oh that makes, okay, that makes sense. So do you have like an open map or is it like you so, go from spot to spot, like chapter to chapter type of a thing? Well, I mean, you go from chapter to chapter, but you'll also get side missions that take you back to other okay. planets you've been to. And from there, you go into your menu, and there's a map. You start on the map of whatever location you're in now, whether it's a planet or your spaceship. You hit triangle, it takes you out to, like, a galaxy map. Okay. And there you choose a planet, and then you can choose a specific location, and then you can choose the waypoint to fast travel. So, like, those previous ones aren't walled off to you after you've cleared them. Right. No, you can still go back. Very cool. I can still go back to exactly where I started when the game started. Oh, nice. Um, Do you see effects of your gameplay when you go back? Uh... Not really, I don't okay. think. Not that I've seen so far, because like, you'll go back to places that you've already gone through and cleared out, and the enemies will all respawn and be there again. Um, oh, typical Borderlands. Yeah, we got some, you got to do something. I mean, yeah, you got to turn into a walking sim when you go yeah. back. The, the way I play this game, it would just be me running from point to point. If there was no enemies there, <laughs> right, right. everyone dies and loses the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so far, the you know one of the big you know concerns I had going into this one was the... Uh, they talked about their multiplayer scaling, how... Everyone can have their own loot instance. You can have players at multiple levels play with each other. So if I'm a 20 and you're a 15, I'll see level 20 enemies. You'll see level 15 enemies. And it'll be the same enemy, but it just registers sure. differently for right. us. Um, so far, that's worked perfectly. Even for ba- boss battles, huh? Yeah. That's cr- that's that's the part where like, normal enemies is like, okay, I, I could see that working fine. But bosses, I feel like that would be just really odd and all. I mean, I, I'm sure you hit a point where it won't it won't necessarily scale like sure. that. Like, if you were a level one just starting and you jumped into my game and I'm on the final boss, I have to imagine that boss isn't showing up as a level one enemy for you. Yeah, yeah. I would assume. Yeah, and even playing with more than two people, like yeah. So like, typically I've been playing. We've had three people in the party. So if it's like five, fifteen, twenty in terms of level, uh, so far it's been okay. I mean, we're not that far apart. I think. Yeah. I think I'm the highest at like a twenty-eight, and our lowest is a twenty-three. Okay. So, you know, five levels different. So there's not that much of a spread that we're seeing yeah. um, where I think the leveling would, the game would just be like, no, nah, we're not yeah. leveling. This seems like just like a, such an easy and elegant solution to a problem that I'm sure just 
was just like a massive amount of code to make work. You know what oh, I mean? Sure, like absolutely. I'm sure the background stuff is yeah. just unbelievably like dense and yeah. fascinating to see how it actually works. But that makes so much sense. Like, why would that not be that way? Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as performance, you, there's been a lot of mixed reviews out there. Some people are saying like it's chugging, it's huge frame rate drops. I haven't had that at all. Um, I'm playing on a PS4 Pro. The only time you, I've I've been playing when you start playing, you can choose between performance mode or resolution yeah, okay. mode. Yep. Um, I was playing on performance mode, which uh, locks you at 1080p, 60, 60 frames per yeah. second. Uh, resolution mode is 4K, 30 frames per second. Um, I've seen some articles saying like play on resolution mode because then even if it suffers a little bit, you won't lose fr frames because you're already at 30. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. Instead of going from 60 to right. know, 40 or whatever, you're already at 30. Um, playing on resolution mode, the only time I see frame rate drops is when we're in an area with a bunch of enemies and a shit ton of explosions start going off. Okay. But I feel like any game has frame rate drops. Oh, absolutely. Anytime stuff like that happens. Like, if there's, like, a lot of explosions, smoke. Yeah. Smoke yeah. seems to be the key there where it always, every game chugs a little bit. Yeah, so, I mean, I haven't seen, you know, if I'm out in the world and I come across one or two enemies, I haven't seen any issues with frame rate. Um, the character I'm playing as is uh, Moe's. What I call Moe's Shroot. <laughs> um, Get a Moe's. Her, uh... Her action skill is a... She jumps into a mech suit. Uh, the one thing that's different about this game is in the previous ones, you always had one skill tree. And you get okay. skill points and... Or I shouldn't say... You, you had you had multiple, but your like your skill was always the same. So in uh, in Borderlands 1, I was Mordecai. And my skill was I have a like eagle pet that flies around and attacks enemies. And the other skills you pick in the skill tree affect you or the, you know, the special attack. So in this one, you know, it's a mech suit. That's it. But, like, I can choose what the two arms are. Okay. So, like, I can choose a flamethrower for one. I can choose a minigun for one. I can choose a rocket launcher for one, which then I can... From there, I can choose a rocket launcher that fires six rockets instead of one at a time. I can then have those rockets be homing missiles. Um, I just recently unlocked a nuke. Nice. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of variety in what you can do with your special skill. It's not a one-size-fits-all, you know, like... That's it. You get the bird in the sky. That's that's all you do. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's a lot of people that are happy about that. It does have me curious to, to at some point test out the other characters and yeah. see, you know see what their thing does. Um, I said I'm 20 hours into it. I definitely see myself playing this a lot more. I was gonna say, how do you have any kind of like feel for how far in the game you are? Um, so looking through the trophy list, they have you know however many hidden trophies. Yeah, right. I think I'm about halfway through those maybe a little more than half and i know like they have a block of hidden trophies and they have some name ones and they have some other hidden ones at the bottom i think yeah. the, the, the hidden ones at the bottom i've looked at a couple of those and they're just like do random shit yeah right so they're like normal trophies but for some reason they're hidden i don't know why so i think i'm about halfway through the story um and there's been a good amount of story there and then so some people some people complain like which i think is just an open world game complaint like it's so long between story missions because all this side stuff pops up. Well, you don't have to do the side yeah, stuff right. as it pops up. You can continue the story and go back and do side missions, and you know those aren't even required. Yeah, I also saw a couple of people go back and forth recently on Twitter talking about like how you you should never, um, especially in like open world games, like you should never ding that game for pacing because you're the one who sets the pace. Right. So like at no point in time is that, that is like if you're pacing it, then you're you're doing it wrong. Like right, you know what right. I mean? So like you can't you can never really ding a, a game like this for pacing. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, is it like the other borderlines though? Like, like it's like it's super beneficial to do the side stuff because then I mean, you level like, up. You're like, in, so you're not like getting your ass totally chewed out. Then when you, if you just because like I remember right, yeah. Borderlands One, if you just stuck with the main missions, you eventually hit a point where you're getting destroyed because yeah, right. you're, I, I you're feel super. Like that's- it's normal. You can a Final Fantasy game. You'll oh, do the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. No, I hundred percent agree. And that's why. And that's the thing. That's why. It's like, that's why I don't understand why people complain about like side stuff and things. It's like it's just, it's just more story missions. Like, yeah, it's not the main story, but it's still story missions. Go do it. It's to, yeah. It's to, <laughs> it's still beneficial to go do it. <laughs> it's, it's still the gameplay. And if right. you like the gameplay, you would want more of it. Does you want right. to keep doing right? Yeah. You, know, you want to play more. So go. <laughs> I mean, like, you, I'm just sure at some point you'll you know someone will hit a point where they're like. I'm tired of doing all this stuff. I just want to get the rest of the story. And you, if you if you're leveled high enough, you can do that. Right. Um. It's you know it's all a matter of personal choice. Um. Plus, I mean, all the side missions you do, they all have their own little stories, which adds to the world. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if you if you were skilled enough to just do the story missions, you'd be able to knock this game out in fifteen hours, maybe. Mm. Um. Maybe a little bit more than that, but I mean, that's you're cheating yourself if you right. don't do right. some of those side missions. Exactly. Some of those side missions are really cool and unlock cool stuff in the game uh the one the one issue i do have with the game so far is i don't know if this is just me getting older or them <laughs> dumbing things down a little bit but some of the jokes in there are just like really <laughs> bad jokes. like it's not even like it's offensive it's just like oh that's dumb <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong i love stupid but not in a good way i, stupid. <laughs> I love i love a good dick and fart joke but right. it's like some of the stuff they they do in there i'm just like ah all right, <laughs> that wasn't really necessary. Um, but I mean, like, if in the forty-hour game, that's my biggest complaint, and I'm not that's, seeing it that that's often. Pretty damn good. Yeah, it's pretty freaking good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, as it stands right now, I'm probably going to platinum this one. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if you've played any of the earlier ones, um, ton of throwbacks to the previous games. Ton of. I, a bunch of characters show up in the previous games. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, let, let me see a question. So I'm, I'm kind of an outsider to Borderlands. Yeah. I've dabbled in them a little bit. Yeah. And to me, it always seems like one of the stars of the game is like the guns, obviously, because mm-hmm. you talk about the millions of whatever oh, yeah. it is. And you've already talked about the shotgun. So like, what other like, you know, interesting guns have you come across already? Did you get that gun that's on legs yet? Yeah, I've got a couple of those. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because like you, you, th- you know, when you reload the gun, you throw it down, and it basically just sets up on the ground in a tripod. Mm-hmm. And if it sees an enemy, it takes off running after it to, <laughs> that is to awesome. shoot it or blow up. So I'll, I'll reload one of those guns and be in the middle of something. I just see the gun take off running. I'm like, there's an enemy. I'm following the gun. <laughs> <laughs> that's really oh, that's cool. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, I mean, there's a gun that's. So they do have, they have some guns that are callbacks from the previous games, like the exact same gun. Like one of the guns I got at the start was a, uh, it's called the Infinity Pistol, and basically it's a pistol with infinite ammo. It doesn't do much damage because it's an early level gun, but, um, and they have all, all no shortage of guns from the previous games. So it's not like there's a billion or whatever brand yeah, new guns. Right. They, there's a lot of callbacks in there, um, but there's... I have a rocket launcher that I fire the rocket at the ground and that shoots, it basically busts up in the air into a bunch of smaller explosions. Um, there's a gun that's like a proton pack. Nice. I don't know. There, there's all kinds of weird stuff. Uh, I have, uh, there was one gun I had yesterday that, so in that, in Borderlands, there's, you know, you get guns, they, some of them will have, they have all the stats for the gun. They'll have yeah. like, 
you know, plus 100 uh, critical damage or whatever. And some of them have red text. And the red text usually means it does something special. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's one gun I have that does, like, plus 130% critical damage. But the red text is slippery when wet. <laughs> and you randomly drop that gun. Oh, my- <laughs> So, like, I, I, was, I was using that gun yesterday. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck slippery when wet means. I'm just going to keep using this gun. And I uh, did something with it. And I heard a weird noise. I'm like, I don't know what that noise is. And I, <laughs> and I cycle through my weapons. And the next thing I know, I'm like, okay, I know that one, know that one, know that, know that one. Why do I have a double barrel shotgun? I hate double barrel shotguns. <laughs> and I'm like, looking through my inventory, I'm like, son of a bitch, I know what slippery and wet means now. <laughs> <laughs> and the guys I'm playing, I'm like, which one of you fuckers picked up my gun? <laughs> See, now that's funny. That is. You don't need to just tell, you know, stupid jokes. Just have more stuff like that. Yeah. And there's a bunch of, and there's a bunch of guns that have that red text and you have to try to figure out what it means. That's yeah. really cool. I like that a that's lot. That's neat. That's neat. Um, but yeah, I mean... I thoroughly enjoy it, but I'm a obviously a huge Borderlands nerd. So, um, if you've ever played Borderlands at all, I mean it's it is more of the same. Um, if, if you've only played one, it's definitely more story. <laughs> if you've uh, like like what like I said before, light, one was very light on story. Oh yeah, like compared to two and pre sequel. If you played two and pre sequel, it's more story um, with a prettier coat of paint. Yeah. Um, if you've never played Borderlands before, I'd say maybe check out a video before you buy it because uh, games in this style, like this is, like this is in the same vein of like Destiny mm. to a lesser degree, like uh, Division, things like that, where you're you're running around shooting stuff, doing missions, and you pick up guns and loot and try to find the best, you know, loadout for your character. Which figuring that out, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's one of those things too, where like. The highest level gun you get may not always be the one that right. works best for you. Right. I've sold off many, many guns that I've gotten that are higher level than what I'm using. Yeah. But like, you're not going to be able to hold on to the gun you got at level one when you're in level twenty and have it be effective. It doesn't level yeah, right. up with you. <clears throat> so yeah, if you're into the whole looter shooter genre, check it out. Um, but like I said, if you haven't played a Borderlands before, maybe check out a video online somewhere. Um, the humor in it isn't for everyone. Some people like their shooters to be more serious. Um. Yeah, that's about it. Nice. If you like Borderlands, you probably have it already. That's that's very astute, honestly. Because it's like <laughs> I, I don't know. There's like there's Borderlands people and there's not Borderlands people, but I think there is a little bit of that kind of divide where it's like some people have tried it and like yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, you know, and people and who are just love it. You know, right. Yeah. And I mean, there are some people who have tried it. And it's not their cup of tea, which yeah. is fine. I mean, I've I've tried I tried the division. It wasn't my cup of tea. I move on. I've played you know Destiny and. It's fine for what it is, but I'm not going to wait for every DLC to come out and play them all. Yeah, right. Now I hear you. Borderlands, I will wait for every DLC to come out <laughs> and play them all. Yes, you will. All right. That's all we got for the show. Zelda next time. We got a lot of Zelda. It's going to be a quiet show for me. <laughs> Unless you want to hear about more Borderlands 3. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. Anyway, see you next time. Stay kids.